0: Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I'm sure there will be many who will take exception with this, some strong exception, but nonetheless, this program... (laughs) is going to be about many things. But first, I'll begin with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Trump, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Meaning, President Trump. Now, I'm sure there are some who will say that there is no bad and ugly. Or there is at least no bad. And then there are others who will say there is no good. But... Perchance you saw the developments with regard to policy pertaining to communist regime, family business, North Korea, of Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Un. On Thursday, March twenty first of two thousand nineteen, White House National Security Advisor John Bolton stated the following, quote, everyone should take notice and review their own activities to ensure they are not involved in North Korea's sanctions evasions, end quote. Now this was pertaining to his praise for the United States Treasury Department of the Trump administration of the executive branch taking important action to stop, to curtail, to halt North Korea's illicit shipping activities. Illicit shipping activities, including smuggling nuclear materials for weapon making and so forth. Minor things like that. However, John Bolton, President Trump's national security advisor, was vetoed the next day. Yes, White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders made the following statement. Quote President Trump likes chairman. Kim, and he doesn't think these sanctions will be necessary, End quote. So, she did not happen to specify what sanctions she was referring to, but clearly it was pertaining to the sanctions that were specified the previous day. So this statement from Sarah was on Friday the 22nd. President Trump likes Chairman Kim. And what's not to like? There's so much to like about president presidential BFF. Dictator for life, however long that should be, Kim Young-un, Kim Jong-un. So much to like. Well, concerning Kim, there is no good. There's only bad and ugly, only evil. But President Donald Trump would have us believe that he likes him. Perhaps he does. Who am I to say that he doesn't like Kim? Perhaps he does. If he does, then there's something seriously wrong with President Trump. Kim is a vicious, ruthless, sadistic, satanic destroyer. But if Donald Trump wants to like him, oh well. So President Trump is going on the honor system with Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, the North Korean communist regime, going to deal with North Korea as if it were an honorable nation. Hmm. And it's just on the honor system. You know, if they say they're not doing anything wrong, who are we to suspect otherwise, suggest otherwise? Well... This is an example of either Kim pulling the wool over the eyes of our president, hard to imagine that that could happen, as it may be, or it's a matter of the president lying, okay? Just flat-out lying, thinking that he has the upper hand, that he can, you know, outfox this destroyer, and certainly not appreciating just how evil Kim is. But (laughs) this matter of whether he likes him or not, I don't know. But this is an example of President Trump either, take your pick, either the bad or the ugly. As far as I'm concerned, it is monstrously bad. Dangerously bad. But, at least ugly. Meanwhile, concerning the aforementioned Kim Jong-un, Kim Young a Malaysian court, you know, in Islamist Malaysia, it freed an Indonesian woman who they had been holding for Two years. (laughs) She was arrested in February 2017 after she was seen on videotape appearing to assault the elder half-brother of Kim Jong-un, none other than Kim Jong-nam, at Malaysia's main international airport. And Kim Jong-nam... Died shortly after that assault. What was used in that assault was VX, a highly, highly toxic nerve agent, which is a <laughs> weapon of choice for hit teams of North Korean agents. They've used it against South Korean pastors, South Korean ministers who have set up shop in communist China of all places in order to provide assistance, shelter, provision, comfort, care for escapees from Kim's vicious, monstrous, murderous communist regime in North Korea. They have targeted South Korean pastors and assassinated them with this in communist China, just across the border from North Korea. Now, this woman, she claimed she didn't know about this. She thought it was just a spoof And she was uh, persuaded to engage in this. She had no idea that there was an actual assassination and so on and so forth. Well, this court in Shah Alam, Malaysia, Islamist Malaysia, it unexpectedly freed this woman. And... Some people are wondering why. Why it would do such a thing. Well, this woman, Siti Aizia, 27-year-old Indonesian masseuse, who really gave a massage uh, to Kim (laughs) Jong-nam, at the prosecution's request, was released. That's right. Oh, well. (laughs) Again, this is just... You know, one of those things that's a little bit incriminating concerning our president's BFF, Kim Jong-un. Oh, well. These things happen, you know. Meanwhile, Pakistan versus India. Islamist Pakistan versus majority Hindu, but also Islamist India. They are, some would say, on the verge of engaging in full-scale war, owing to the conflict over the contested region of Kashmir. Well, now, India and Pakistan, you might not think of them in the same breath, understandably, as communist China, as the Russian Federation, as UK, as the United States, and so forth, with reference to nuclear weaponry. However, they have significant nuclear weapons, each of them has more than 100 nuclear warheads. They have conducted atomic weapon tests. They have test-fired nuclear-capable missiles, missiles capable of carrying these nuclear warheads. And, interestingly enough, of the two nations... Islamist Pakistan has refused to renounce a first strike option with its nuclear weapons. It has refused to renounce using its nuclear weapons for preemptive nuclear strikes of India. Shocking, simply shocking. If it should find itself (laughs) taking a beating in conventional warfare, it reserves the right to strike with its nuclear weapons and to destroy India. Yes, Pakistan, a nation which is interestingly linked with Kim Jong-un's North Korea, but also really curiously linked with communist China to a very significant extent. What is so surprising about that? Just this. The communist Chinese regime has what term would be best to be used? Let's say fought an ongoing battle, preemptive battle, you might say, but battle against Islamist terror in communist China. So how is it that they happen to be allied with Islamist Pakistan? It's a very strange strange confederacy but nonetheless Pakistan is a de facto satellite state for communist china pakistan will not i can say this categorically regardless what all the experts say to the contrary pakistan will not strike india without instructions from Communist China. Why should Communist China ally itself with Pakistan? Well, because it wants India. It wants to enslave India, to take over India, to control India. I wouldn't think that they would want Pakistan to make India a nuclear wasteland that kind of defeats the purpose. But in any case, this matter of this simmering conflict between India and Pakistan, it's not going to go nuclear until or without permission from communist China. Pakistan, which the United States of America... Such as during the George W. Bush years and others, likes to consider it to be an ally of the United States of America. Not even slightly, but it likes to consider it that way, yes. Meanwhile, again, continuing on with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Going back to December 15th, 1981, Israeli voters voted to annex the Golan Heights. Gasp, gasp. Well, how terrible. How horrible, how monstrous that is, (laughs) right? Yeah, not hardly. The Golan Heights, northern border of Israel. The Golan Heights, which historically, biblically, was within Israel of old. You would never know it from the statements made by the Islamists in Syria and Iran and so on and so forth, and from the world community at large, certainly including, of course, dear old Putin's Russian regime, gangster regime, and so forth. But it was. But Israel voted to... Annex the Golan Heights. The Golan Heights that was captured from Syria in the Six Day War of June 1967. That was December 15th, 1981. But Moving closer to now, less than a year ago, approximately 10 months ago, Iran fired 20 rockets at the Israeli army in the Golan Heights. Now, you might wonder, how did Iran do that? You know, there is considerable distance between Iran and Israel, which is not to say that Iran couldn't strike Israel, but that's not what was involved here. Instead, these strikes were made from Syria, from close to Israel. And they were made by the Iranian Quds Force. Which operates under the control of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. And at that time, was commanded by Qasem Soleimani. And I believe he is still in charge. Well, Israel responded... The Israeli Defense Force targeted Iranian forces within Syria. It warned the Assad regime not to intervene. And it also, Israel also notified Russia, Putin's Russian regime, before this, these strikes were initiated before it countered the Iranian attacks. Remarkable behavior, (laughs) but that's the way Israel does things. They play by the Marcus of Queensbury rules, and despite that, of course, are always damned, condemned by the great world community. The Golan Heights, it's a volcanic plateau. At least it's, there is the claim that it is volcanic. Benjamin Netanyahu at the time, he said, better now than later with regard to this response. Indeed. So now we come to March 2019. And the Trump administration, under the direction of the president, has changed the designation for the Golan Heights from Israeli-occupied to Israeli-controlled. This was back a week ago that that change was made. Long, long, long overdue horribly long overdue but still far short of what the united states needed to do going back to november 2018 the us delegation to the un for the first time ever a the first time ever that's including the reagan years and George W. Bush, and of course, before George W. Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush, immediately following Ronald Reagan. The first time ever that the United States opposed a U.N. resolution demanding that Israel end its occupation of the Golan. Well... Back 2017, there was a wording change as well pertaining to State Department report. Instead of it being Israel on the occupied territories, it was made Israel, Golan Heights, West Bank, and Gaza, rightly so. Israeli forces regrettably were pulled out of Gaza in 2005. And it has not gone well. But, of course, earlier, President Trump declared the city of Jerusalem. He confirmed, he agreed that it should be Israel's capital, and the United States consulate was moved to Jerusalem. Lindsey Graham. Who is notable usually for not for saying bad things, doing bad things, but just saying them and doing them weekly. He said the following on his trip over to Israel, that again was a week ago. I'm assuming he's back by now. Quote, to give this up, meaning Golan. To give this up would be a strategic nightmare for the state of Israel. And who would you give it to? End quote. Hear, hear. A very good statement from Lindsay. To give this up would be a strategic nightmare for the state of Israel. And he called for recognition Of Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Meanwhile, the next day, (laughs) there were rockets fired at Tel Aviv from Gaza by Hamas. And Israel responded by attacking. Hamas terror sites in Gaza. Rocket sirens sounded throughout Tel Aviv to alert the residents to rush to bomb shelters. This was the day after (laughs) this uh, change from occupied controlled. Now we fast forward to the 21st, and President Donald Trump, the tweeter-in-chief, tweeted the following, quote, After 52 years, it is time for the United States to fully recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights which is of critical strategic and security importance to the state of Israel and regional stability, end quote. Hear, hear, by tweet. Oh, my. Now, this has been condemned, shockingly condemned, by Assad's Syrian regime, by the Iranian Islamist regime, by Hezbollah, by Hamas, and so forth. Shocking, shocking. And by the United Nations, the United Nations Security Council, the uh, the majority of members, you know, the non-permanent members and so forth. We'll get to that in a minute. But Bibi Netanyahu, who is up for re-election very, very, very shortly, he stated, quote, At a time when Iran seeks to use Syria as a platform to destroy Israel, President Trump boldly recognizes Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Yes, end quote. Um, At a time when Iran seeks to use Syria as a platform to destroy Israel, Iran has been seeking that for some time. And before Iran, Syria was doing that. So this is not news. This is not a change. This has been going on going back to 1948. But as far as the Islamists attacking Israel through over the Golan Heights, as well as, of course, its other borders, The only difference was that it was, at that time, back in 48, up through 67, it was enemy territory. It was Islamist territory from which they could rain down fire upon Israel. But it is now, and it has been, a defensive barrier against invasion from the Islamists to the north. But Mike Pompeo, our Secretary of State, who was over in Israel at this time, made the following statement. Quote, President Trump tonight made the decision to recognize that hard-fought real estate. That important place is proper to be sovereign part of the state of Israel. I know that doesn't read quite right, but period. Stop. The people of Israel should know that the battles they fought, the lives that they lost on that very ground were worthy, meaningful, and important for all time End quote. True words. It was desperate fighting. Great loss of life to Israel in the Golan. Which was used again to rain down fire upon Israel. The same was true with Jerusalem terrible, bloody fighting in Jerusalem against Islamist snipers, and so forth. But, oh, the UN, the UN Security Council composed of, back then, the Soviet Union and Communist China, permanent members of this illustrious body, peacemaking body, you know, the United Nations Security Council, along with weak France, very weak France, weak UK, leftist socialist UK, and the U.S., disappointing, disappointing, disappointing U.S., capitulating to these others. And then various banana republic dictatorships and and so forth. <laughs> yes, they of course condemn Israel for holding on to this ground. But this statement was made by Netanyahu Rightly so, that he said, President Trump has just made history. Yes, this is the good Trump. Now, you can separate this, you can divest this from Trump the man, if you care to. I'm totally okay with that. But this, the work, the decisions, the actions that have been made regarding Israel. I'm not talking about this great peace plan of Jared Kushner. Scrap that. But these actions that have been taken, with reference to Jerusalem and the Golan Heights, have been spot on, have been right, have been grievously long overdue. Horribly long overdue. Trump stated, quote, this is sovereignty, this is security, this is about regional security, end quote. And (laughs) there was this fabulous resolution passed by the United States Nations Security Council. Back in 1967, immediately following the 1967 war, war of survival for Israel against its wonderful, peace-loving Islamist neighbors who were once again attempting to destroy Israel and slaughter all Jews and Christians. But, U.N. Security Council, they stepped up to the plate with Resolution 242, and they stressed the following, quote, the inadmissibility of the acquisition of territory by war and the need to work for a just and lasting peace in which every state in the area can live in security, end quote. The inadmissibility of the acquisition of territory by war. So the Islamists, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, they can attack Israel, tiny Israel, with everything they've got, along with the military support of the Soviet Union at that time, including Soviet advisors. The same thing has took place during the Korean War and the Vietnam War. Each of those wars was warfare of invasion, of attack and invasion of free democratic nations, South Korea, South Vietnam, by the communists. And each time the military equipment was provided by the Soviet Union, and the advisors were from the Soviet Union and from Communist China and pilots from Communist China. Those were not civil wars. Those were wars for survival of South Korea and South Vietnam against monstrous communist aggression. The exact same kind of aggression as Hitler engaged in against Poland and Czechoslovakia and Belgium and Netherlands and France and Norway ad infinitum. But the U.N., insists Israel give that territory back, give that defensive position back. You know, now that the dust has settled, you have to give it back. And, you know, we will work for a just and lasting peace. Because every nation there, that's all they want is peace and prosperity. This could have been penned by Neville Chamberlain or by evil Dr. Kissinger of detente fame. But also a further resolution in 1981, supported by the Reagan administration, courtesy of George Herbert Walker Bush, former CIA director, former ambassador to Communist China, it rejected as null and void a move to put the area of Golan Heights under direct Israeli jurisdiction. Now that is the bad and ugly of Ronald Reagan, as was the case with regard to his strong-arming Israel into permitting Yasser Arafat and his 40,000-strong terrorist army into escaping from Beirut when Israel finally have had them surrounded. And Ronald Reagan sent... Our Marines over to Beirut, a, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, just a kind of a, (laughs) it was a contingent that was small, but was large enough to be used for ceremonial purposes to ensure that Israel wouldn't be the bad guy and actually destroy Yasser Arafat and the Islamist terrorist PLO but would instead capitulate and give them free egress from Beirut. And what happened to those Marines that were sent over by Ronald Reagan? They were slaughtered by Hezbollah. And even though Ronald Reagan is my favorite president of the past hundred years plus, I would have led a call to impeach him for those actions. But, meanwhile, there was a backlash, shockingly enough, against not just Israel, but against the Trump administration, President Trump chiefly, but the Trump administration, for daring to recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights, one with blood. And I found the statements made concerning it to be (laughs) remarkable. But before I continue, let me just say, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in this program is thanks to God Almighty, the Lord God Almighty, and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is wrong, lacking, erring, is due to me and my frailties. But with regard to this reaction against Israel, against the United States of America. Bashar Assad's Syrian state-run media, state-controlled media organ, blasted out that Syria was now more determined to, quote, liberate Golanite's by all possible means, no matter what, end quote. Yes. And they stated that the fact that the Golan was and will always be a Syrian Arab territory, end quote, false, lies, it is biblical Israel. Russia, the Russian Federation, and Iran made similar (laughs) objections. But interestingly enough, you know, Russia, Russia of their attack, their assault, their warfare of aggression against Ukraine... And usurpation, annexation of Crimea, the same as Hitler's of Sudetenland, from Czechoslovakia. Interesting that they should (laughs) manage to object to this. The French foreign ministry condemned it. That's right. Oh, the recognition of Israeli sovereignty over the Golan-occupied territory would be contrary to international law. In particular, the obligations for states not to recognize an illegal situation. Oh, thank you so much, France. Germany condemned it. Quote, if national borders should be changed, it must be done through peaceful means. Between all those involved, all, end quote, Uh, so wise, so wise and wonderful, Germany, former Nazi Germany, extremely leftist Germany, extremely leftist socialist France. Thank you so much, members of the UN Security Council, so wise and wonderful, Syria, of course, attempted to retake, has attempted time and again to retake the Golan Heights by force, such as in 1973. And, interestingly enough, when there have been powwows, peace talks, concerning the Golan, Syria has always refused. (laughs) Refused. Has always refused the conditions. Well, but again, fascinating about Russia. And there was this fellow, he, he likened this, he, he said that, you know, this was unacceptable, of course, because what about Russia's annexation of Crimea? <laughs> what about that? You know, the United States didn't recognize Crimea now as being Russian. I mean, how can we be so... You know, inconsistent here. Well, brilliant prof, there is a rather significant difference that you seem to fail to understand despite your great learnedness. And that was that with reference to Ukraine's Crimea, the Russian regime of Vladimir Putin invaded it as well as using covert operatives and so forth Russia the Russian Federation invaded Crimea Meanwhile the biblical Israeli territory of Golan of the Golan Heights It was taken by Israel as it defended itself from Syria, from Jordan, from Egypt, from Saudi Arabia in the 1967 war that was intended to destroy Israel and to slaughter all Jews and Christians. Syria attempted to invade Israel via the Golan Heights. Israel took it as it defended against said invasion. But we have these, you know, these academicians, these elite thinkers. It's not that they don't know better, it's just that in most cases they are liars and destroyers. (laughs) But, and then, Well, the only case they could come up with is about the matter of uh, the world at large recognizing territory that was taken in wartime was with reference to Vietnam, fascinatingly enough, in which North Vietnam, with the extremely active aid and abettance of Communist China and Communist Soviet Union attacked, repeatedly attacked and invaded and savaged South Vietnam. And the United States of America, under wonderful Richard Milhouse peace with honor Nixon, sold South Vietnam down the drain. And yet, the United States of America has recognized Vietnam, communist Vietnam, to its everlasting shame and disgrace. But, oh well. But oh, Trump has been so terrible, breaking with decades and decades of consistent United States foreign policy, which has been damnable. Embracing communist China and excluding free China, Taiwan. Providing massive economic aid, military aid to Islamist Saudi Arabia and training and everything else to the likes of Saudi Arabia and so forth while denying, refusing to sell armaments to Taiwan to sell them, not give them, sell them. And refusing to recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Refusing to recognize Israel's righteous, rightful claims to Jerusalem and Gaza and what have you. (laughs) Just amazing. All this about the West Bank, the West Bank. How many times have you heard about the occupied West Bank? Excuse me, not only is the West Bank biblical, historical Israeli territory, but so is the East Bank. And yet, to this day, we hear about the occupied West Bank. It's Israel. It's not occupied. It's not occupied Arab territory. Jordan and so forth. It is not. It is Israel. But this is the good Trump breaking with this more than half century of evil United States foreign policy. The pity is that he hasn't done something concerning the United Nations. And when I say done something, I mean removing the United States of America from the United Nations and pulling the plug on funding the United Nations. And, giving the boot to all embassies of nations which choose to staff their embassies with vicious, vicious thugs who operate with impunity in the United States of America, commit rape and murder and mayhem, with diplomatic immunity. But, anyway, got a long way to go. But, the actions with reference to Israel have been right, have been good, with the notable exception of the Jared Kushner peace plan. Meanwhile, you heard about the terrible, monstrous, mass-murder in New Zealand, in Christchurch, New Zealand. I've seen conflicting reports, 49 died, 50 died, at two mosques in Christchurch. Well, the United Kingdom, it never fails to disappoint, <laughs> except, I mean, it's so standard, standard operating procedure, I can hardly think of it as being disappointment. It's just it's just who they are and what they are. And but anyway, speaking of the Prime Minister Yacinda Ardern, she announced Thursday that the twenty first that of March, military style semi-automatic and assault rifles will be banned. Citizens can drop their now illegal firearms at local police stations. So swipe of a pen, all of these citizens that have such firearms for defense, they're now illegal. The firearms are, are illegal and these people are now in violation of law. And they either hand over their firearms at local police stations or they will be arrested, prosecuted, and will be punished grievously by the wonderful New Zealand government under dear Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Well, One extremely, extremely erudite writer for Esquire magazine wrote a piece on this and stated that it's a ban on weapons used for mass murder that no civilian actually needs. And he went on to state that, you know, and the rest of the civilized world, you know, has it right and, and we're terrible and all that. Um, these weapons belong in the hands of military personnel and SWAT team equivalent police units. Right? But still, I can't help but be reminded of Diane Feinstein's remarks that all military veterans are mentally ill and as such should not be permitted to have firearms, let alone firearms like this, right? I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.